brought to you in association with our partners at Cassidy Travel. Um, I'm Mark Cockrell, uh, joined as always by Colm Cronin, Brian O'Leary. Good evening, lads. Evening, Mark. We decided to give Michael McQuaid the night off because London's coming. It's going to be a big time ahead. So he's having a rest there, uh, not feeling the May West. So best wishes to Michael there. But looking forward to talking through all of the rest of the Sunday's games with you. Please feel free, guys, to put in your comments, your questions into us at Twitter and YouTube. Look forward to hearing from them. And, Colin, before we get started on the weekend, though, how about the midweek? We had previewed the Thursday night game. Uh, maybe a quick thought from you and Brian on the result between in that AFC North battle. I think exactly as we expected, really, the the Steelers are a, a QB short and it's going to take everything within magical Mike Tomlin's abilities for them to remain, you know, above uh, 500 this year. They have phenomenal weapons, certainly. And we saw the, the catch from Pickens, but... <laughs> Mitchell Trubitsky is not the answer. He said afterwards definitively that they're not looking to make a change, but they, I think they, they have to do something um, because if they continue to rush, run Trubitsky out there, it's going to be very difficult to continue to get players to buy in. Echo Column starts the top for the first half. Steelers are in the game. Trubitsky was in the game. He, he ran in a touchdown, but as the game <clears throat> excuse me, wore on, the Browns defensively started to get to get to speed with them in terms of what they were doing, and they shut them down essentially for the entirety of the second half. And the game, I felt the second half, the game was closer than really than it than it was. I thought the Browns were comfortable in the end, and the, the weather wasn't the greatest either. Our kickers on the night, you know, it was a bit adverse. There was a few a missed point, a missed extra point, a missed field goal. So the Browns, I always said to Colin, the Browns will be ruined themselves. So, you know, they really should be three and after last week's uh, meltdown in the last two minutes, but. Um, I, look, it was always going to be a difficult game on a Thursday night with the weather, as it was expected. So they'll be happy to get, get over the get over the line. And for the Steelers, yeah, like today has been the talk of the catch more so than the performance. But the performance has to be looked at because okay, they've got the Jets coming in, but there's difficult days ahead unless they make a change of quarterback. In my opinion. Well, we'll wait and see if they make a change. The Browns are indeed, though, at least still two and one, which a lot of teams in the league would love to get to this week. Uh, it's going to be needed in that competitive AFC North, to say the least, with the Ravens going well. And the Bengals still not yet firing. I mentioned them at the start, but don't forget to check out our partners, Cassidy Travel, for all their great US NFL packages. And you'll find various giveaways from us all through the year on YouTube and Twitter. So if you're not following us already, please do so if you're just listening to the podcast at the moment. Now, we did break down three of the games this weekend on our Thursday night show. You'll find them there on Twitter, on YouTube, on all the channels, but of course through the podcast as well. So if you're a fan of the Saints and Panthers, Texans at the Bears, or the Chiefs at the Colts, we won't be talking about them tonight. They're already out there for your uh, delectations and pleasure already. But, gentlemen, let's get on to talking about football. We've a lot to cover. We've 11 games to talk about. And let's start with the pick of the bunch. An AFC East thundering game of all proportions, possibly the game of the week. And, Colm, it doesn't for once involve those beloved New England Patriots. No, it doesn't. It involves... The, the new kings, I think, of the a AFC East in terms of the Buffalo Bills. It would be difficult, like, difficult to make an argument that Josh Allen 
isn't the playing the best. Not to say he's the best player, because that's certainly open for debate. But through the first two games of the the season, he uh, he has been otherworldly. Um, his ability to um, just make magic happen, his ability to take what teams have thrown at him. The way in which teams have, I suppose, tried to contain Josh Allen. They tried last year. We're seeing it roll out across the league now against uh, other um, QBs, but he's had to put up with it for um, a lot longer. He's learned how to play against it. He takes what's there. Um, and if you give him any opportunity to throw downfield, he is going to, to do that. So, uh, an amazing stat from uh, PFF today, which said on 15 plus yard throws, uh, Josh Allen has one incompletion. And he has three touchdowns. So, so more touchdowns than incompletions, which tells you just how well he, he is playing. But they are going against a Dolphin side who um, are electric and have incredible, incredible wide, wide receivers. Now, the Bills have, have one in Stefan Diggs, who has 270 yards. Um, but Tyreek Hill has 284 and Waddle has 240. That's the one, two, three of receivers in the league currently. Going to see him in this game. The issue for me, um, for the Bills, is the uh, the injury list. I mean, it resembles uh, a field hospital. Uh, so they are without Micah Hyde, Dane Jackson, Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips. Um, Jordan Poirier is questionable. And from what I'm reading, he is unlikely to play. I think that's a huge, huge loss. And for that reason, I have the Miami Dolphins shocking uh, the Buffalo Bills. The Bills will be fine. They will be fine. But just this week, I think that they have a few too many injuries out. And I am going to say that the Dolphins get the win. Colin's starting on the fish. Brian, what's your thoughts? Any beef from you, maybe? Arjuna, potentially. But uh, he's, he actually hasn't mentioned another one. Gabe Davis, again, he's questionable as well. He didn't play Monday, one of their star players. We saw his breakout game. To a certain extent, week one, we saw what he did in the playoffs against the Chiefs. Colin was right. This Miami offense has been explosive. And, and it's it's magic how stats after two weeks are deceiving. They're the number one offense in the league, you know, at the moment. But if you base it, if you, t- if you remove last week's uh, four-quarter performance, there's like 22nd in the league based on that one game against the Patriots. So... It's a little bit distorted in terms of if you look at it, you know, in the, if you go into the, the granularity of stats in the league. Um, the Dolphins' defense actually concerns me. There was a lot of feeling that they were going to be consistent because they didn't make uh, any radical changes with the coaches and stuff. But we saw last week when the, when the Ravens had six big plays in the game and three of them went for touchdowns. So they can be exploited as well. And I imagine the Bills will find ways to exploit them. I can see why the Dolphins are being picked by many, many a person, but I, I do... Think Josh Allen's on a roll. He's had a great, he's had a great career against uh, Miami. Seven and one against Miami, two hundred forty-seven yards on average, and he he runs for an average of fifty-eight yards per game. He just seems to have the knack of finding big performances. Once he's doing it consistently, those games against Miami in particular always seem to go well for him. I can't go against the Bills. I I I would like to pick the Dolphins. I'd like to see the Dolphins win, but the Bills just right now feel like a juggernaut that no one can get get over. It'll be a great game. I'd imagine it'll be high scoring, but for me, I think the Bills will edge it. Brian, you say the Bills are like a juggernaut. At the moment, they are on a, a NFL record streak. Their last 20 wins, their last 20, which has three against Miami in that streak, 
have all come by more than 10 points. Uh, I think you have to go back to 2020 for when they last won a game by less than 10 points. So when they win, they win big. Um, is that a problem? Can they win the close ones? We were talking a little bit about that in the playoffs last year. And of course, they came up short. But the way they've started this season, expectations are quite rightly sky high. They are managing some injuries. They could be starting two rookie cornerbacks, their first-round pick, Kai Alem, and uh, Benford as well, who has started some games for them already, a sixth-round pick out of the draft this year. And that could be going up against this very, very threatening and exciting Miami offense. What offense are we going to get from Miami, though? Is it the offense that spluttered for the three quarters against the Ravens, or is it the offense that absolutely exploded in the fourth quarter? For my money, I'd like to see a little bit more consistency in relation to it. I Even with their injuries, the Bills' defense is a serious unit, number one defense, obviously, in the NFL last year. And overall, as Brian, you described it, I get Column's point, I get the argument about the upset, but the Bills are a juggernaut until proven otherwise, the juggernaut won't be stopped this weekend. So I've gone for the Bills. Um, so we're at two to one, and Michael, too, uh, with his favorite second team, of course, the Buffalo Bills, has gone for the Bills as well. So, Colin, you're the lone wolf on this one, uh, but of course, we'll see how it all pans out when the games are played. <laughs> 